intro before we get to the actual episode. We're back on schedule, you guys. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for all the um, the fucking guests, man. Y'all always learn stuff. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, great interviews. We dropped one after Art Hop last week with Michaela Gutierrez, which was a super fun interview and it inspired me to go out and get a color wheel so yeah thank you for that Michaela um the next interview is coming up one of my neighbors from the Broadway Studios family so I'll go ahead and enjoy this one once again we appreciate you guys for sticking with it and um enjoy Welcome to episode 12 of the Art and BS podcast. I am your host, James Geralds. This is the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. Once again, we're coming live. We're not really live. This is pre-recorded, y'all. Forgive me. From Fresno, California, Broadway Studios. But what makes this episode different is we're not in my studio in Broadway Studios. Yay! We're down the hallway hanging out with one of my neighbors. Now, before we get to this introduction, you guys, I want to take a, a quick moment to thank everybody for to coming out for Art Hop, supporting the Broadway Studios family. I want to thank you guys for supporting the podcast, the Spotify listenership, the people on Apple, Google Podcasts, the web, Anchor holding us down, um, everybody who's also picked up my book, go ahead and give yourself a, a handshake because you did that. If you haven't, go ahead and get it. Um, and also, we have some events coming up, so stay tuned, you guys, on the web, and we'll release those as we move forward. So, back to where we at and what we're doing. So, we're in Broadway Studios, guys. We're down the hallway, and we're in a fantastic studio with one of my neighbors, so, I'm going to kind of give you guys a, a slight introduction before we get to the shits. This guy is a man of mystery. I'm going to tell you, folks, I would have to say that out of all the people in Broadway Studios, he's one of the guys that you probably catch the least. But when you finally come into a studio, there's this amazing grail of artwork. Okay, so you got to make sure you're here on Art Hop, folks, and, and you come through studio number 23, right? And then come and check out my homeboy without further ado, because you guys are all wondering, who is it? We'll go ahead and get to the shits. It's my homeboy, Vicken Masoyan. Did I pronounce that correct, Vicken? Yeah, yeah. Okay, appreciate that. Thanks you, thank you for coming out, Vicken. Thanks for having me. So, Vicken, you know, sitting in here in your studio, I am surrounded by a treasure trove of wonderful artwork. So, for those who are, you know, if this is their first episode or if they're returning listeners, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself and, like, who you are and what you do. My name is Vicken Maslan. Uh, I was born in 1973. Uh, from Syria, Aleppo, I came to Fresno, California when I was three years old and um, raised, as, uh, raised as a Christian, went to an Orthodox church by the name of Holy Trinity here in Fresno, California. Mm -hmm. And um, I am uh, 
I've been painting for 35 years. Okay. I'm a graphic designer, 25 years. Okay, so stop right there because we getting you getting <coughs> a lot of information. So talk about so you moved here, right? <coughs> yes. So in your childhood, <coughs> excuse me, Danny's backwards are kicking me. So in your childhood, how did how when you got here, were you doing art? Were, were you exposed to art? Were there was the church and its symbolism or the stained glass windows? Was that like tell me how you got into art? Um. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I, I think those had uh, big influences on me. I remember sitting in church in front of a large uh, Varaz piece, which is another local Armenian artist who mm. no longer is with us. And I always wanted to attempt to draw and paint uh, Jesus, but mm. I thought if I didn't do it correctly as a child, I'd be punished. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I think those are my earlier memories of uh, art and being raised at church. So Okay. So from there, what was the catalyst in your love for art? Like what really made you? Uh, I, I, I felt like it was the really like the, the only thing I could do by myself that would keep me happy okay yeah uh it, it it was just something that i i started drawing a lot as a child and you know m my parents started noticing that you know i either either they thought i was kind of good at it and mm -hmm. they put me in an oil painting class uh it was like a night class and i would take it at like michael's crafts whoa yeah. wait and how old were you at this time uh 10 yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'd sit there with a bunch of, you know, elderly people painting. Uh -huh. And I was like a 10-year-old kid sitting there in class. Wow. Throwing some paint around with them. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, that's when I found out I needed, I needed glasses, you know. not It wasn't like sitting in math class or mm. English or anything like that. I, really? I, I realized when I got up closer to the instructor's painting, I was like, well, I didn't see this stroke, or there was something that I was missing, Got you. I couldn't see it, and I'm like, okay, I'm in art class now, Mom, I need glasses. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you're in, the, you're in the Michael's art classes, after that, were you still doing canvases at home? Did you, how did, how did that kind of transfer? Or were you just doing drawings? I did, yeah. You know, I, I did. I had the whole, like, you know, uh, Ross kit and all mm -hmm. that stuff. I still, I still have the old, I still have all my old stuff. I mean, oh, wow. this is the same table uh, from my childhood. Wow. Know? So, it's pretty old. Uh, it's in good uh, condition. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> Alex. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was doing a lot of that, but I, I went back to uh, just pencil and paper quite often just because it was easier for me to lug around as a child. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, would you say that, um, so, <coughs> I'm getting a grasp of this. Okay. As a kid, you're doing, you, you took the oil bang glass, you do the pencil and paper stuff. At what point do you realize, like, you want to get back into painting? I would say 
right my maybe in high school I would say high school was okay. like the breaking point I started using you know because I, I was in art class throughout high school and uh, so I started using uh, acrylic then okay so I would uh, I started painting more towards my senior year as I, I got out of high school I, I was painting more okay yeah okay so up until then, um, at that point in time, what type of subject matter were you interested in? Uh, you know, it was it was weird. It was uh, I recently came across some of the stuff, and it was like um, I, I I guess I would call it pop art because there was like branding. Um, there was it, it was more commercial okay. driven. Uh-huh. So I would lean more towards pop art around okay. that era. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So was that, what influenced that? I, you know, that's a great question. Um, I don't, I mean, I want to say Andy Warhol, but it was, I don't think I was really into him as much, okay. you know, in high school, mm-hmm. but... Um, it was just something that I noticed that I was doing. And, you know, I followed other artists as well and, um, you know, heavy metal and all that, all that mm, stuff, you yeah. know, as every kid should as an artist. But, you know, uh, comic books, I had a lot of friends that were doing that too. And what were some of your favorite comics? <sighs> you know, I, I noticed when Pit came out, I was doing mm. a lot of that okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I ran out and got the first issue and... Mm-hmm kind of geeked out on that for a while, yeah. you know. Um, that was some dark shit, though. Yeah, that yeah. Was super dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really was, yeah. Which, it, like, seeing your paintings, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Possibly, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah. um, when I start thinking back, I, the more I started getting into art is when I was, you know, ditching Sunday school and stuff mm. like that, so... Wow. There might be a tie in there somewhere. I don't know. It seems like <laughs> art is tied to rebellion often. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which is interesting because it's the exact opposite. We're trying to create something and bring beauty to the world. But then, I, well, sometimes it's just rebellious. So, yeah, like in like the form of like graffiti, I would say the basis of that is like rebellion, you know, like self-expression yeah. and things like that. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how different artists, no matter like which way they're cutting the pie, they're always trying to rebel and like have a voice of our own and you know, sure. yeah. things like that. So, so you were independent, were you, did you mess with the Max at all? Uh, yeah, but not as much like trying to illustrate or mimic. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, And I, I had this crosshatch phase, mm-hmm. and I was never good at it. Okay. As I, as I matured without actually taking a stab at the technique, my crosshatching improved just by learning form a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like I didn't know what I was doing. I just didn't know how to do it. Like, you gotcha. Know, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I can dig yeah. it. So from there, you're in high school, you're, you're making art sort of influenced by comics, sort of influenced by modern art, um, and then what informed your decision to go into graphic design from there? Uh, I, I just, it was, um, we had a... I was in art class with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Pittman at Hoover High, and uh, he 
mentored me quite a bit. Okay. He'd do a lot of uh, pencil paper. Uh, a, recruit, a recruit came in to uh, talk to a few students, and uh, there was another class next to ours where there were portfolio. Uh, they were building up portfolio and there's like two students in the class. I'm like, hey, I want to get in. Oh, you're too late. You missed a couple months. You'll never catch up. I was like, mm -hmm. just, I'll get, just give me a chance and I'll show you that I can. I never got in there. Pittman took me under his wing. And so um, a lot of his stuff, come to think of it, were black and white. And mm -hmm. he would just dab a color like it would be watercolor over. Then this recruit came in and talked to us and it was like a trade school in uh, Arizona and I you know at the same time I was like I, I have a passion for this this is what I want to do uh -huh. how can I make a living as an artist and you know 25 years later I'm still a graphic designer nice so, okay that's yeah. hard yeah, yeah that's hard you know I've uh yeah, it's a trip because, you know, I feel like the four paths that, you know, artists go to are like, you know, murals, graphic design, fine art, or tattooing. You know, like those are kind of like the four four paths that, you know, we have available to us with what we do. And so, you're doing graphic designing. Um... What okay so and the whole time you're doing that are you making paintings are you doing shows like what what's happening like how's that working out? I don't think I've ever had a show. Okay, I would you know maybe as a kid with school that's okay. probably the closest thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never even looked into anything like that. Mm -hmm. It was it's all it was always been like fine art. I just do it for myself and mm, I'm not love. like catering to anything but me. Gotcha. So I guess, you know, that's why I guess the selfish reason behind that is why I like to do it so much. Uh -huh. uh, it's like the only thing, like I mentioned, that I like doing by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'll forget to eat when I'm painting, you know. Mm. Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, I, I'm definitely still dabbling. I, I've also done tattoos, murals, um, how, you know everything photography fabrication sculpting like all of it you know mm. uh, so now talk about the murals that you've done let's because like, that's kind of a reoccurring theme in this podcast so let's kind of get into that why don't you tell some stories about you know the mural work and how you kind of came across that it was a uh, um and i should say mural uh, it's not murals. I've just done one hundred foot mural. Right. And so um, it was a, a contract between two uh, companies. So we were sub to do it, and it was a project uh, with uh, another artist. So uh, both of us worked on this project. Okay. Yeah. So was it like uh, so it was. <coughs> You know, it's interesting. Okay, so it was you guys now, when you did the project, did you, was it like an illustration, like one guy did the illustration, the other guy took care of the design, or both you guys had different parts of the illustration, you both came together, like how did that work out? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we found out what the motto was for the company. We mm -hmm. laid it out. We wrote down characters. We morphed them so it became the Surreal Project. 
the majority of it was half illustrated on pencil, paper, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You just illustrated the computer, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, you illustrated it traditionally. Mm-hmm. So you're doing these drawings, analog drawings that you would put into the computer, mm-hmm. and then you'd illustrate it. So his chip chop would cut it in half. He did half, and I would say I did half. Uh, and um, and from there we would vector the illustration. Okay. At like a baton, he would pass it to me. I would lay it out, Photoshop it, lay it out compositionally. He would take a look at it, maybe make some revisions. I would look at it, maybe make some revisions, and then we would add accents to like the final, final project. And as we were doing each step, the client would look at the project and say, okay, okay yes, no, can we scratch this? This looks to this, this looks to that. Can okay. we, why did you do this? And uh, we'd have to have a reason for it. All okay. Our, uh, you know, illustration. So how long did the design process take between you two? Uh, that's, I just recently found out how much time we put into it uh, from start to finish. Because uh, once we projected it and outlined it, mm-hmm. we grabbed uh, a crew of people. Okay. And increments to paint by numbers. Okay. And then we started doing the final touches too. So gotcha. it was only one day of it. But... From start to finish, it was a 400-hour project. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Not, so not including whoever went in there and prepped the wall, not including whoever went in there and varnished and sealed everything. Mm, yeah. Wow. That's healthy. So now that was for the company you were working for? It was for a company we're affiliated with. Okay. So they basically, basically <coughs> took my hourly wages uh, for every Friday for almost a year mm-hmm. and uh, my in-house illustrations and um, they ended up doing trade for the portion of the work and the time. Got you. Got you. I hear it. That's, a, that's an interesting story. Hmm. You know, the... The the fascinating part about art is the different, the amount of ways you can go about making any given image, right? So, for example, you gave that mural process like, hey, here's how we did it. And there's no way that I would have guessed, you know, like, hey, these were the particular steps. Because every time I hear people talk about doing their mural work, there's always... There are a few fundamentally different things, you know, so a lot of them have like the same stuff, like it just in our, you know, we have our process fundamentals you can't get around, but you know, there are the, the certain, um, like you said, the accents and just things that come with different jobs um, or different, you know, landscape situations, whether it's interior or exterior, you know, yeah. um, you have to deal with different things. So I'm always curious as to, um, how that works out. So you would you say that the mo that uh so nine to or you said like eight to five you're doing the graphic design. So you're using like Illustrator and Photoshop, like the Adobe Creative Suite, things like yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So now you are you like using a Wacom tablet or were you working on You know, since the uh, iPad Pro and Procreate it's the Wacom now has just become obsolete. Mm, you guys hear that? Yeah, and now I guess with the new operating system coming out too, it's going to mirror and you could use your tablet as a second monitor. 
uh, I don't know all the logistics, but yeah, it's just pretty much, you know, when it comes to storyboarding stuff, uh -huh. and uh, it's just so much quicker, and you don't, you know, you see everything, and it's just, you know, there's still, you gotta adapt to the tooth, and, uh -huh. you know, the zoom capabilities, and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's a pretty powerful tool that you could just put in the back of your pocket and head out. Talk about the differences between doing analog work and digital work and some of the, the pros and cons. Yeah, um, uh, one is specifically on zooming. You know, it's like when you're doing a painting and uh, if it's life size and you're doing a painting that has an eye that's about an inch, you know, and mm -hmm. on, the, on the tablet you could zoom in at 64,000% and get all detailed, yeah. which you don't have the capabilities. Facts. So, uh, you know, <coughs> less is more approach. Traditionally, mm -hmm. if you did something, you would learn how to do that same take with the less amount of work, you know. Right, right. Uh, which I think definitely people would need to know how to do to properly use something that's digital. Mm. You, know, you, you need to know how to do it analog before you, you know what I'm saying? This is something that is always should be taught by like, you know, everybody. Even with lo logo projects, we usually hit the pavement with a pencil, you know. We'd just step away from Google or searching something like that. You would just see how far you could go with your imagination. Then you would check competitors or other options like that, you know, just so you're not influenced. So again, there's there's a benefit to like cutting out a lot of the middle stuff and Wacom being obsolete's great, you know, it's just quicker, a nice way of doing something. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, knowing the traditional stuff's more important than just jumping on a pen, Wacom pen or a uh, tablet, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? I. I am so happy that you said what you just said because I'm a firm believer you do like fundamentals that that is very important you know and it's like if you make a painting and you don't have, know how to draw you're gonna make a bad it's gonna be a bad painting like the drawing aspect of the painting is gonna be bad right because there's two like there's two aspects of that so no matter what like that part of it but um Damn, dude, you were sizzling, and there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to get to, and I kind of, I, I kind of, you know, I had a brain fart. But the one thing that that I was thinking about that you said was, you know, a you need to learn the stuff traditionally before you can actually do it digitally, and then b another thing that you said that was what I originally wanted to touch on was how you said when we design logos we hit the pavement with the pencil, we see how far we can take it, and then we look at our competitors, you know. And the reason that that stuck out to me, Vicken, is because a lot of artists, some artists seek inspiration, some artists don't seek inspiration. I've noticed a lot of people say, like, they don't look at other things because they don't want to be influenced, but it's good to hear someone say in the professional world you go as far as you can go in your lane and then after you've pushed it pushed it pushed it then step back and then that's when you look at the field and kind of see how everything is going so there is that's part like competitive intelligence is just part of it's like the latter part of the logo design yeah um phase 
or process. Um, interesting. So, do you you have a like an affinity for rabbits? Is that like you have a, a thing for bunnies? Uh, no, you know, uh, someone just pointed that out Thursday night at Art Hop. Uh, mm. I guess she owned bunnies and just was like, "Oh yeah, these I don't know." It's just I paint everything and anything. That was an illustration slash mm. exercise I did. Yeah. Uh, a while back and I guess this may have been an influence on me wanting to actually do a painting of a logo I don't know if it's Hugh Hefner or uh, the Playboy Bunny logo okay okay you know I mean? yeah yeah that's hard um, yeah you know there's no bunny fetish here or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah. so talk about that bomb that you painted um uh, yeah yeah, the, the, it's, it's like two stories put together. Um, I, you know, I got word of a friend uh, who's a dear friend of mine in Syria. Mm -hmm. uh, she was closing up her uh, salon and her father came over to pick her up. And uh, just the street over, a bomb went off and... Uh, shrapnel went through their car lobbing off her arm and uh, and it went into her father's chest oh, and so uh, that was the foundation of that painting mm. and then, uh, I added another story to it that was um, sentimental to me as well so yeah it's kind of an emotional piece like I don't know how you just Ask me about that. Let's go back to the bunny. Okay. All right. That's fine. We can do that, yeah. man. That's, yeah. Yeah, that stuck out to me, though, and it's yeah. always spoke to me. Yeah. You okay, know, cool. out of all of them, like, I'm going to tell you, like, when I when I think about interviewing artists, I was there's always, like, one of their paintings, mm -hmm. right, that sticks out in my head. Like, so I'm getting ready to interview you, and that's the only painting I can think about. Oh, okay. So every time I, inter right. every time I get yeah. ready to interview somebody, there's always, like, one painting of theirs yeah. that's in my head, and I yeah. just kept thinking about that one cool. so yeah okay so now now so who's the um the gentleman next to that uh you know a lot of people mix them up with stalin mm -hmm. but uh that is um andrani kozanyan who mm. was a, a armenian uh general and um word on the street was when he took his jacket off bullets would fall to the ground so uh i just you know I had to, I had to do a painting of him. I've always wanted to paint him. I just figured, you know, now that I got the space, I'm gonna mm -hmm. take some time. I did a lot of the blending on that with uh, sandpaper, mm. and uh, just tried something different. I just tried to age it a little bit. And, yeah, yeah. It has a rustic look to it. Yeah, like it. Yeah. yeah. I've got some yeah. black clouds on the on the background. I'm not sure if you could see. I'm sure mm -hmm. he had a few clouds above his head. Yeah. With that kind of reputation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's dope. That's dope. Man, I like it. Yeah, Thank you. yeah, I like it. So okay, so then and then you have the figure that looks like it looks like a double exposure of like mm -hmm. a film kinda. Mm -hmm. You know, is that guy a pilot? He uh, man, he does look like a pilot, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like well man, from like the thirties or mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. So yeah, funny. Yeah. He's actually uh He's, uh, it was, that one's inspired by someone really dear to me, and, uh, and he, 
he, I don't want to use the word suffers, but he's bipolar. Okay. And so, you know, dealing with the split personality, mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've um, had my challenges dealing with some of his actions. Mm -hmm. But I, I on that one, um, I did all the blending with my nails. I literally fought with that piece, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know, folks, these paintings, we'll put pictures of them up. They're all beautiful. Um, and you know, Vic, and he has this knack for just grayscale value and knowing where to put, you know, put his value at to make it pop. And there's this one where it's like a skull looking up in like a three-quarter pose it's like looking up in the air it's a beautiful skull and it's like he has the teeth dripping down like pain you want to explain to you, uh explain to the, the family what was the inspiration behind that yeah uh that it's an old saying i that piece is uh titled patsratsir patsratsur and that's uh armenian for raise and rise mm. uh and so um it, it's based on the armenian genocide along with that saying so mm. um, that's that's it in a okay. nutshell um, okay so it seems like you know okay and then before i get to this next question why we're cool because we're kind of cycling uh counterclockwise on his wall through all the work and then so we have that the we have the bird right which is a which is a, it looks like a dead bird right mm -hmm. yeah it looks like because yeah. it's laying down on his yeah. back and it's you want to kind of go into that yeah i was uh i was uh walking down well i had lunch with a friend who was a biologist we okay. came by and checked out the studio we were mm -hmm. down the street um as we went back uh, and I was walking to my car, uh, I found that piecemeal dart on the ground right there on Fulton. Mm. And it's an eraser slash needle cigarette butt. Mm -hmm. And wow. it's, it was just so beautiful to yeah. me. I picked it up and I'm like, was someone using this to harm someone or was right. it for survival reasons? Yeah. So that inspired me to think that if someone would shoot a bird and it was desperate enough, would he try and figure out how to eat it? And, you know, mm. um, you know, it just makes you think of your own mortality and survival. Birds are beautiful and yet, you know, looking at it could be a little disturbing, but at the same time, it just made me think and I was... The combination of that day made me do that painting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it seems like a lot of your your paintings, you know, are influenced. Um, you know, they're kind of they touch on mortality and you know life and death and yeah. things like that experience. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of deeper meaning to them, and I, I thoroughly appreciate that. There's an aura of mystery to where the viewer can interpret these paintings in whatever you know manner they want and then there's the real hey this is why I painted this you know so my question for you is can you talk about now is Broadway Studios is this your first like studio that you've had where the public has come in and had access to your work or have you had something like this before? No, first time. I, uh, I've i always wanted a space to work in and mm -hmm. um, 
just uh, recently, um, my fiance then mm -hmm. blindfolded me and brought me here for my birthday, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Hey, got you the space," and I was like, "I was like, oh man, I was like, gonna break down." I was like, "What?" I mean, like, can we afford it? Like, mm -hmm. what's the space? You know? Yeah. So yeah, it just was. I I went. I just started coming here more and more. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I never had a space like this. I never had time to be creative this way for myself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's a nice. It's a. It's really nice. It's been a blessing that we were we're able to do that together, and uh, so. Um, that's how I ended up here. That's how I, you know, I've met several really interesting people. Um, it's just been a blessing. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So talk about some of your experiences here with Art Hop and stuff like that. How's have you, you know, how is it being, you know, under the microscope in the public eye and things like that as compared to, you know, what you normally do? Yeah, you know, I at, at work it's just like, I have, I, I, I have, I am, I'm a, I'm a senior graphic designer at an advertising agency. Uh -huh. There's a, a art director, there's a, a creative director, uh -huh. there's the boss, there's the client, there's the client's wife that I'll have to answer to, you know, mm -hmm. by the time something is put through the ringer, you know, it's, it's just... It's nice to just come in here and do what I want. Gotcha. Uh, so it's it's just it's been heaven sent, you know. Just like to be able to work on projects, just because I want to do it, and this is why I got into the industry. So mm -hmm. to be able to tap into that again, it's just been it's just been great, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So having people come in and view your work what do you feel like the response that you get is the one that you would, would expect are you getting different responses from the general no public? it's been it's been it's been nothing but pleasant i like some people come here every week <laughs> mm. i mean every month yeah. and uh i'll be sure and come by and say hi and yeah talk about the latest thing i'm working on um i've met really interesting people here um, some people will come in and take a look at one piece and ask me the price. I'll see them next week. They'll come back and ask me the price. Mm -hmm. and they'll come back and ask me the price again. Right. Yeah, there's that guy, and then there's uh, which I love, which is awesome. I'm, uh, one day I'm sure they're gonna break down and buy it. Yeah. And then you know, uh, I or you'll the, sell it to someone else. Yeah. And then they'll <laughs> then they'll be upset. But, you know, at the same That's time. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, it's just super cool. And then like some kids will come in here. I see mm -hmm. like school coming through and taking yeah. tours and uh -huh. picking my brain uh, younger artists mm -hmm. uh, older artists mm -hmm. uh, you know I get some really just some great feedback I love hearing the kids input I even love hearing what people think about it or is this you know this is what this means to me or you know it's like one guy came over and just fell in love with that piece and uh -huh. it was uh, originally here and hanging by a piece I've worked on for three years. I had about three hours into that. I had no intentions on like a direction. I just took a Prisma pencil and a blackboard and I just started swishing 
swishing it around and uh, I just ended up illustrating that and brushing it. Nice. You know, three hours to 300 hours and this guy was just like, oh, this is so cool. I'm mm -hmm. like, you know, it just, it's just interesting how, what people find interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is it. Well, yeah, everybody, art is subjective, man. For sure. You man. know? It's definitely subjective. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, man, and then, so, okay, back there on the wall, that large piece, that's another, like, multi-layer image. What was the inspiration behind that? There's a, there, <laughs> just, I mean, I, I fall into this category as well, but uh, just, like, consumerism, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people wanting more than they need, uh, going crazy, you know, marketing, it just, it's just a little bit of, Everything. Now, does that code work if they take a picture of no, that? I've, I've, that... Had, I've had that asked before. Uh -huh. I've had some people try to do it as uh -huh. well to see. There isn't yeah. enough of it there. The QR code is cut off, uh -huh. so it's not like you could you could do it. But I have seen some people try to lock in and mm -hmm. thinking it was going to take them to my yeah. website or something like that. That would be hilarious, <laughs> man. Yeah. 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 And those super simple strokes and brushes, you know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had a lot of fun on that one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. this is, yeah, it, it's cool having this conversation in someone else's studio, man, yeah. because there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of other inspiration, you know, out here, and I, I enjoy soaking it up. Um, have you seen that? Uh, you mess around with that? Uh, you like The Wire? Have you ever watched The Wire before? I, I haven't, no. Okay, you gotta watch the wire. Yeah? I'll like, check it out. You, okay, so have you, okay, have you seen Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you Breaking Bad, like the wire is like, that it's job. on that level. Okay. You know, the only thing is Breaking Bad had a better last season than the okay. wire. The wire's right. last season was, it was cool, but it wasn't as good. The ending isn't as good as Breaking Bad, but gotcha. it's a good show. Um, uh, Netflix? Uh, fuck. I think it's like some HBO shit or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's like after you watch it the first episode, you'll you'll be like, okay, I get it. I okay. definitely. It's about Baltimore, you know, late '90s and the fucking just like the drug game. But the cool part about it, Vic, is you see the technology. So it's like they start off with pagers, then they go to like like real basic cell phones, then they, you know, and then like, then later on they have picture messages. So every season is like a different era of, you know, huh. like the game and stuff. Huh. So you'll, you'll be looking, you're like, oh wow, I remember like when those phones are out yeah, or I yeah. remember that because, huh. you know, um, now we're in a stage where we have smartphones, you know, but looking back, um, all of that stuff hit and it was you know it was a different there was a different vibe like you know when you had a pager or like when the when the phones came out and you could actually send a picture message and and all that stuff and they talk about gps like when the police first started getting huh. it and, and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty cool so like what do you are you like are you real big into cinema or are you what you do when you're not um yeah you know um they're you know, I think the next one we'll probably run out to watch is uh, releasing Friday. Is it 
Is it the dead don't die? Is that it? Well, something like that. Yeah, I've been, I've been heard of that. There's that no horrible fact check, right? No, God, we always no, say, no, no. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy, family? Hey, look, Vicken is a citizen. He's a, he is the RMBS family. See, and this is a guy, and here's the thing, folks. I gotta give you guys a little a little heads up on this guy. Um see me and Vic were neighbors, so I had saw him and we're gonna get back to his story in a second, but he I had to I had to cut in real quick because he's part of the RMBS family, not just a guest. He is part of the family. This guy listens to the podcast and when I came back from Indiana I saw him and he told me he had been listening and I saw him in Art Hop, but he told me he had been listening. So, you know, I've been telling you guys, hey, if you see me at Art Hop, tell me you guys are, you know, you guys have been listening, and then I'll hold you down. So, did you get the pack of prints I slid underneath your door? Oh, man, oh dude, they, they hold on. Wait, oh, they're wait, probably wait. under the couch. I swear, watch, watch Did you? You must have shot it out. Watch this, yeah. Watch this, <laughs> Let's watch see. This. Is it? Hold on, wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Grab those, guy. man. See, what's that say on there? Right. What does it say on there? Art and BS family. See, there you go, man. Nice. There so, it is. You know, I told you guys I would hold you down. Nice. Thanks, man. Vicken was the only person who said, "Hey, I listened to the podcast at Art Hop." So. I held him down and slid some uh, prints underneath his door because I forgot I was super tired that day. Awesome. By my man, my word. So, um, you were saying that. You know, you guys are going to check that out. Now, have you seen John Wick? Have you seen the new John Wick? I have not. I wish I was a fan of John Wick. But, yeah, look, okay. I've got some articles. Okay. I hear it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard all the reviews. Okay. I've got a few friends who were just, mm-hmm. they ran out So it. is it just the, the that brand of action movie? Is No, your- no. The Dead Don't Die is a zombie movie. And okay. I'm not a fan, nor am I a fan of horror or, uh-huh. like, I think just because the wife is so big into it, mm, and it's also got she's a, in the, the cast and uh, the trailer. Check it out; it, it looks really good. So, what do you? What's your genre of choice? It, usually independent movies, but I like you know. I mean, I, I usually I mean, Kung Fu Hustle, mm, Reservoir Dogs. Okay, you know, I thought film took a good turn. Who's your favorite character in Reservoir Dogs? Oh man. Oh man, <laughs> white, pink, I don't know. Yo, we get one. Come yeah, on, I can hear it. Was it Harvey Keitel? I don't, man, I don't he know. He's Mr. Brown, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. They're so good. No way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, my, my senior year, I feel like films took a turn, you know, with. Uh, <clears throat> Pulp Fiction coming out. Yeah, I, I love. I like that. Quentin Tarantino's a genius, bro. Yeah, he's a genius. Yeah, I. Yeah. Uh, he was a keynote speaker at uh, Max. We went to uh, oh, wow. a conference in San Diego. That's hard. It was kind of cool just to hear him talk. He uh-huh. said he said he's gonna put out like ten films. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's it, man. And you know. It, so he's working on his next one, and I watched this like sit down as a panel with him and a bunch of people, and he he said, dude. He was like, I'm only doing 10 films because any more than that, then it starts getting watered down. Like, if, if they're only 10, it has to be 10 Damn. great yeah. films. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's nuts. Yeah. You know, when you're, when you're operating at that level, for us as fans, we, don't, we just want great content from him. But he wants to deliver the best. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, go down in history yeah. sort of thing. So, yeah, that's, it's inspiring. 
Um, so would you say Reservoir Dogs is your favorite Tarantino uh, movie? It, I mean, probably more of a Pulp Fiction fan because it like turned me on to just watching. Okay, what are your top three this stuff? Oh man, of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I'd say Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Glorious Bastards, maybe? Okay, I mean, okay, okay. Yeah. That's a good That's one. Tough. That's tough, yeah. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the third one's yeah. always kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. He has a lot of good movies. Yeah. Yeah, because he has, like, Jackie Brown. He has The Hateful Eight, you know. Oh, yeah, all um, good. I yeah, love all of them, Django, yeah. fucking, yeah. Great. I mean, like, great. he has so many fucking yeah. great movies, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking Quentin. Good shit, good yeah. shit, man. Yeah, can't wait till he comes out with a new one. Yes, what type of music are you into, man? What are you listening to? You know, uh, I was brought up in a household full of musicians. My brother was a guitarist. Mom sang for church. Mm -hmm. Sister played the piano. And uh, I was a drummer. So I was influenced by a lot of music. Mm -hmm. uh, Armenian uh, Jazz, blues, rocks, uh, rock, hip hop, um, you know, just everything. And I, I just I like a little bit of everything. Um, and in the studio, what I would listen to would probably be influenced by what the subject is or my mood. Really. Okay. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it could be 80s hip hop to, you know, just blues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really all depends. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good stuff. Who are some of your favorite? Uh, let's talk. Let's talk music. Okay. So hip hop. Let's go down that route first. Mm -hmm. Actually, no. Let's do that second. Who are some of your favorite blues uh, musicians? Oh man, like just, uh, oh, you know, I Robert Johnson mm. from BB King. Mm. Uh, you know, just. <laughs> Came out with the hitters. I have a couple, yeah. Came and, out with the know, hitters. <laughs> yeah, I just I have a couple of stations I listen to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's good stuff. Yeah. So what about hip hop? Like, what are you messing with? Uh, just I liked the '80s. I like new stuff too. But like, okay, uh, give 80s. me some. I'm, I'm ahead, man. So let's talk that talk. Yeah, I I I was I was a I grew up a b boy too. You know, Ooh, okay, okay. School. Um, so it was, uh, what was your signature move as a B-boy? Hold up. Tell oh them what your God. signature move was. I didn't know was. if I had one. I mean, yeah, everybody I, had a signature <laughs> move, man. Oh my God. I, all my moves were signature, man. Dude, I would tell you I was trash, man. I was, my signature, like I could do like a ninety that or like floor work to like a backspin. Like that's as much as you're doing in a pose. That's that was, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not here, yeah, man. I, we ain't getting. I actually used to break dance with the girl from a dance studio, uh, Clovis. Mm. That was in Electric Boogaloo. 
too. Oh, shit. Yeah. She popped out of the trash can in the end. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Clovis, y'all actually yeah. contributed yeah. to hip-hop. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought? We, see, y'all got educated here on the Art and BS podcast. If we, can, if we can educate you guys, we accomplished our mission. If we can inspire you <laughs> to do some artwork, we've accomplished our mission. Yeah. If we can entertain you while you're at your desk working, mission accomplished. <laughs> Accomplished, folks. Oh man, that's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff, man. Straight from Studio Twenty Three. Yeah, that's my plug. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. hip hop genre, I just liked all the classics, like you know, Eric B and Rockham, Fat mm. Five Freddy. Okay. Uh, you know, I went along with Run DMC. Mm. I saw like Beastie Boys open for LL Cool J mm. on their License to Ill tour. Okay. Uh, I watched them on their last tour before they died, you know, before... They, MCA. Yeah, MCA yeah. died. And so, um, big fan of hip-hop. Yeah. So you, you like 80s more than 90s hip-hop? Is that... No, I mean, I, I've, I, I didn't keep up as much okay. with it then, but okay, I got still you. like a lot of the stuff. You know? Got you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it, it all, I, I feel like it's all like in that there's this pocket when you're growing up, you know, so it's like when you really catch it, you know, and for me it was 90s hip hop because I'm an 80s baby, gotcha. so I, I got yeah. into it during the 90s, 70s. you know, yeah, yeah, for sure, so yeah. of course you would get into it for during sure. the 80s, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, so that's kind of how it works out. Yeah, um, so who were some of yours, like, man, like... I got into hip hop with like a tribe called Quest, Souls of Mischief, Wu Tang Clan. I always say Wu Tang raised me, um, cause that's you know Wu Tang they really did raise me. But like uh, Common, The Roots, you know Too Short, E40, um, a lot of East Coast though. Like who else? Like Nori, uh, like you know the Dipset. Let's see who else? Bootcamp Click, Rest in Peace, Sean Price. Um, you know, most deaf and Talib Kweli, a lot of like conscious rappers, gotcha. you know, but I've, later on in my life, I, once I moved to Seattle, I became a real big fan of like hustle rap because Mac Dre was really big when I moved out there. Um, so I was really big into like that sort of motivational music because um, the urban element provides a soundtrack of from nothing to something so i definitely attribute that a lot of times to artwork because i'm starting from scratch every time so it's like okay i'm i have to hustle like i stay on the block like for me the easel is the block you know so it's like i'm posted on the block and i'm slinging paint you know so i'll get you know i can get my mind right and, and create these paintings but um yeah, that's for me. Those are kind of the core uh, hip hop, you know, influences I had. Like KRS was big, you know. Rakim at that point in time, he had kind of he was. It wasn't Eric B and Rakim. He was he had like the R and stuff like that. So he didn't. He wasn't as big in hip hop. You know, it was like the Tupac, Nas, Jay Z era. And then I grew up with like with them. And then now it's like. You know, we're here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, so I'm like, okay, I listen to a lot of Jay-Z because he's 50 and I'm an adult. And he raps about shit that I want to hear yeah, yeah. as an adult. You yeah, know? So, sure. yeah, that's kind of how. It's it's a trip how, as we grow, our art changes, our sure. musical taste oh, yeah. changes and things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's cold blood. You know, you have. It seems like most artists we have that mannequin, that doll. Yeah. It's like this anatomic doll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. So, you know. Most of these paintings in here are grayscale. Do you have, do, is there some reason that you favor, you know, black and white paintings and grayscale paintings as opposed to, because your vector work is full-blown color. Yeah, uh, I'd say all my vector work's uh, color. Mm -hmm. um, I don't I mean, that's where I am right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. Even if I was going to paint in color, this is where I would start anyways. Sure, yeah. So... Um, it would be an option for me. Mm -hmm. I just sometimes want to move on to something else or I prefer the subject that I'm working on black and white. Mm. Yeah, so. Now, you know, when I hear you say that and I look at the work and the story that you told me so far, it's, for me, I'm like, is he painting these in black and white because A, there's this, there's this sense of like, I have a connection to these images and they're, it, it, I feel like you're creating images that are like attached to your memory, like you're the camera and creating photographs, but they're paintings. But it's like, in, in a sense, articles in time, they represent like your history, people that are close to your, um, you know, your lineage and things like that. And, and they're documenting, um, you know, your experience and, and the ways that you feel. So in that aspect, it's like, hey, you know, this is, it's an antique. You know, it's something that's a relic, but it's also modern, you know. And that's, the, that's what I get when I'm looking at this, like, wow, it, it, he's painting and... Like this shit, you could tell that it's it's some modern stuff, but like, damn, it looks like it might be like a photograph from like 45 years ago or yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. Like, But then it also makes me want to dive into the history of these particular people, mm -hmm. I would say also, you know, because mm -hmm. like from a historical point of view, like when you you come across a dope story and it's like, man, wait, what? Dude opened his jacket up and bullets fell away. Let me, you know, let me see what's up with that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, from a spectator's standpoint, that's the vibe that I get. Um, it's just real, it's like a, I get this historical textbook, like antique, you know, this shit could be in a museum on some old fucking dilapidated paper, yeah, you know, yeah. probably went through, you know, uh, fuck, like a travel, like, like, a, like a fucking mission from one country to the next and this dude yeah. opened up his shit and you know what I'm saying like yeah, yeah. yeah man like this this made it you know like yeah. that's the, your paintings look like they they've been through some stuff bro yeah you know I guess it, it'd be somewhat of a timeless approach too because you know with after impressionistic era and all that stuff you know it, we're falling back to traditional concepts and you have the option to make a picture black and white with your cell phone and make something look rustic you know mm -hmm. it's just it is what it is kind of thing you know I could say the same thing black and white as I can with color uh, yet not push and pull as hard mm -hmm. so uh, I'm just one of those things you know what I enjoy doing at the moment you know yeah 
It's my black and white era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I hear it. I hear it. It's, it's a beautiful time. Yeah. We're gonna take a break real quick, guys, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Episode twelve of the Art and BS podcast with my great neighbor Vicken. And we're talking about everything under the sun. We've covered movies. We've covered music. Vicken, you fuck, I, every. I keep asking guests this, and nobody fucks with the Avengers. You seen the Avengers Endgame, man? I I haven't. Okay, that's great. <laughs> you know what? That's great. I'm gonna keep asking you guys, and eventually some person. <laughs> well, and the funny part is, is me, JJ, and I. We were supposed to talk about it on episode 10 but we got so caught up in everything else we didn't get to that so we might have to have that have that discussion so moving forward um you so you were talking about playing the drums correct uh outside of uh so do you still play the drums do you have a drum kit uh i do yeah i uh, occasionally play huh not as much as i used to Mm -hmm. but i do okay Uh, not too long ago i sat in with um I sat in with uh, a blues band in Cockies. Mm, okay. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. Shout outs to Cockies. Yeah. And um, that was probably the last time I played live. Okay. Yeah. So now how often is that just like a, a thing that you... You do from time to time whenever the whenever the mood hits. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not like you know, I haven't. You don't play with a band or anything. My chops aren't what they used to be. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear it. I hear it, man. That's great. That's great. So, what's your favorite beer? I see you drinking that eight oh five. Is that is that your beer of choice? You know, uh, just I like light beers. You know, if I'm gonna have one beer, it'd be. An IPA. Okay. But I like light beers. I like whiskey, rocks. You okay. Know, so. Okay. What kind of whiskey are you into? Glenn Livitz, Glenn Fittich, anything Glenn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right, Glenn, if you're listening, send the case to this place. So, uh, you it. know, we can, we can go ahead and get you guys on the roll call. We're always looking for sponsors. Over at the Art and BS podcast. <laughs> oh man! So you know, when I when I'm looking around, it's it's cool because it, you have paper, you have cardboard, you have skateboards, you have you know canvas. What is your favorite surface to paint? Oh man, I uh, I would paint and or draw on. Anything or everything I could find. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I'll just do pieces on top of each other. Some paintings in here have paintings underneath it. Mm. Two or three, uh, you know, just whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't have like a specific type of medium I like to work with. Just whatever. Now, are you painting on top of paintings? Due to like lack of uh, like canvas, or are you paying on top of paintings because you don't like the painting, or you what's the what's the reason? Uh, you, yes to all, but uh, okay. you know sometimes uh, when I'm inspired and I just want to work on a piece, uh. Uh, it'll get hot, and so I'll overwork it, and 
sometimes I'll do I'll shoot footage of things and watch myself work mm -hmm. and uh, during the time lapse I'm like oh man I should have called it quits right there mm. I mean, it, it reached the pinnacle like at that point you know and then then the fulcrum changes and all of a sudden it's it, it takes a turn you know less is more kind of thing where I, I feel like sometimes I'll, I won't be satisfied with it so I'll redo it or start another one and come back and black it out or um, rework something yeah now this is the first I'm ever hearing of you uh, artists using time lapse for their own personal reference to become a better artist. Now, that's just hard. Can you kind of talk about what inspired you to 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 get into dissecting your own paintings in that manner? Uh, one it was, I, I it was an accident. You know, one was like I just wanted to show my approach and how I would take something or grid parts of it out or um, showing how I would uh, take it from stage to stage. And, you know, there's a, then I, I accidentally found that, you know, I, I could have done better here or there. Um, I guess, you know, like anything else, if you're prepping for a presentation or something, you record yourself and then figure out how to actually do it better or where you're messing up, so. It's been a nice little tool, a digital tool to help me out in my mm. analog style of mm. painting. So, yeah. I appreciate that. See, that's why I love doing this shit, man. Like, every artist, every guest gives me game, and I can take that shit with me. You know, so, yeah. like, I do. we do yeah. it for you guys, for the family, for the listeners, but I'm in here soaking this shit up, folks. Like, you know, he's telling me this. And I haven't really gotten into time lapse for a minute for a few different reasons, but hearing, you know, Vic and say like, hey, this is the the way I'm using this tool, I'm really inspired to record, you know, my next few paintings so I can look at my approach and dissect and see, you know, where I can improve as well. So that's that's definitely a fantastic tool. And you guys feel free to use that too because you know the game we hear uh, passing it out on art and BS. Um, <clears throat> so you're doing that, you're establishing the, the, the things that you need to omit from your process. You're talking about less being more in, in certain instances. Um, you know, it, this approach is, it's fascinating, man, because I'm all about the technical, you know, approach to making pictures and and you've you've really you you've gotten a lot of uh you got a lot of gems in here man um Thank you. yeah definitely so talk about traveling have you done have you done a fair amount of traveling outside of Fresno and talk about some of the favorite places that you've been and some of the places that have inspired you uh yeah just um last trip the trip I took was to um, Budapest mm. yeah and so um, that was really cool um, 
cool place to check out some of the ruined bars and the nightlife and uh, all the galleries. Um, one was under construction and uh, I just missed like uh, Da Vinci. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty pissed about that. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but we got to go check out quite a few uh, museums and art galleries there. So it was cool. Yeah. That's tight. That's tight, man. So what would you say the difference was in like the, the vibe of the art scene over in Budapest? Was it more, did you actually get a vibe because you were on some tourism type stuff or was it just, cause you know, it seems like a lot of times there, a make sure everything is white glove because here's the money. Yeah. You know, we, um, Stayed at an Airbnb. Mm. The place was like in a just, just huge, humongous Gothic building with this courtyard, and we'd walk into our Airbnb, and it was uh. completely modern. It looked very, you know, New York mm. loft. Okay. Uh, and you know, ironically enough, the guy I was renting the place from was a graphic designer as well. And so he gave me the lowdown on all the places to check out. And nice. So I didn't have to sit through all that tourist. Oh, okay, okay. That's cool. BS. You got the plug. Yeah. So nice. it was really cool. I told him what I was, you know, looking for and uh-huh. interested in, and he gave me the lowdown. It worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. That's mm-hmm. what's up right there. Yeah, man. How was the food out there? It was good, man. I mean... Uh, we could go out and eat dinner for two, uh-huh. drinks, dessert mm-hmm. for five bucks, mm. and or you know go out to a fancy dinner for like twenty bucks. Very nice. affordable. Uh, food was great. Had a really good Middle Eastern uh, scene out there. Mm, and okay. Was some really good food. Um, but yeah, it was uh, good Italian food. Asian food wasn't all that great, um, but yeah, every Asian food yeah, in Budapest. Was like use, they would use like potatoes in their uh, chow mein. I don't know why. They would okay, do that. it was just odd. It was different. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Yeah, it was completely. They different. Was like, this is what we got. Yeah, nigga. We got potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we got. Oh, this is in season right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Did you have to get your shots before you went? You know. I didn't do that. We're two for two. We're two for two. Yeah, yeah, but but I, I got pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. I think we were down there for like two, three weeks, and I think maybe a good three or four days. I was just on my back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> See, yeah. all right, folks, yeah. if you guys learn anything from this podcast, yeah. get your shots before you can. Yeah. 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 It was horrible, man. It was bad. Oh, so, yeah. But bad. you made it back, though. Yeah, but I you did. You made it back. I did. Thank God. Oh, man. That's <laughs> wow, bro. Yeah. Artists, man. 
you know what though? I'm gonna tell you honestly, I, I'm talking all that shit, but I don't like needles either, yeah. right? So I wouldn't even want to get the shots like that. Oh, yeah. So it's like I'm talking all that shit, man, but I do not like needles, bro. Yeah. You know, so like that's I would be I would be that dude, but it's like here and now I'm two for two. It's like I would have to. I have to oh, bite yeah. that bullet, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had to, man. <laughs> Shoot. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is wild. That is hilarious. Yeah. Crazy stuff. So you do much cooking, or does your wife handle most of that? Uh, we we you know back and forth. Okay. You know. So you throw yeah. down? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, I don't have like a signature dish or anything. Okay. Okay. I could improv really well in the Got kitchen. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So is it a lot of fusion? You don't, you, you cook Armenian food, or do you I go do, out for that? I, I, fusion would be just by default and seeing what I have. Kind right, of thing. right, but, right. Uh, yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, steak and a glass of scotch, and I'm pretty happy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm -hmm. Outside <laughs> of grandma's house, where's the best place for Armenian food? Uh, there is. Um, AJ's is pretty good. Mm. AJ's is pretty good. Shout out to AJ's. Okay. Uh, they'll have like specific dishes that they serve on specific days, you know. Gotcha. And then, um, yeah, I'm, I could think of that's one place I could think of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, so they holding yeah. it down. Oh yeah. 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 All right, AJ's. You guys, I guess yeah. you guys got it locked down as far as that one goes. Right, man. On uh, Saturdays. Mm. <laughs> mm. There you go. There you go, man. That's crazy. What type of cartoons were you into as a kid? Because you were in the, you you grew up like in a different time, so I'm yeah. curious as to hear what I you mean, were watching. What was, what was on after school on the weekends? Like you know, uh, you know, um, Tron, GI Joe, um, you know, all the classics. You mm -hmm. know. Um, Looney Tunes, Break In. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. GI Joe's cold, that's a cold <laughs> blooded. Yeah, yeah, man. Who was your favorite? Like, who were you like when you were a kid? Cause everybody was somebody. Like, man, okay, I'm gonna, who, who were you pretending you were? Oh man, I don't, I didn't, you know, I had some of the action figures. Uh -huh. I, was, I wasn't. I you never played yeah, around. No. You never played pretend. Yeah, like you yeah. were like, yo, I'm Snake Eyes. Yeah, there's no, like, okay, no. man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun, man. Imaginations, oh, yeah. you a kid, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, G.I. Joe, they had great characters on there, man. They mm -hmm. did. Snake Eyes was pretty good. Fucking uh, Storm Shadow, he was hard. The White Ninja, he was on Cobra. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Zartan, remember, he was like the <laughs> master of faces. He would always yeah, beat yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. He was tight. Yeah, man. Yeah. That was pretty good. And then they tried to make the live action movies. Those were, they were all right. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. You can only do so much with that. They need to stick to animated movies because the animated G.I. Oh, yeah. Joe movies, like with Serpentor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I have to revisit some of that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Serpentor. Remember, he had the big cobra head. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Cobra Commander's face got all messed up in the movie. And yeah, it's crazy. The good old days, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and then now it's, you know, that, yeah, things have definitely, uh, it's, it's a new day. It's <laughs> definitely a new day, man. Because it, it's like they all, 
you know, now it's it's like a 20 year thing. Things going 20 year cycles. You know, now we're back to fucking, they're making Aladdin again. And, yeah. You know, like they're making Lion oh, King yeah. again. And, you know, oh, yeah. and so. They're remaking everything, man. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's not for the best. No. I think yeah. sometimes it's not for the best. Oh, yeah. You know? that's, that's that's usually the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, those particular ones, it's weird because you never know when it's going to be good and when it's going to be bad. Like, sometimes, like, I'm trying to think, boy, actually, when's, like, what's the last good remake that there was? Fuck. Shit. I don't even know what the twenty year cycle is. It seems like the parents are starting to take their kids to the shows. Now, yeah, you know, that's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, you gotta think about it, bro. Like when I was a kid, nineties, all of that Marvel shit was hardcore. So like X Men had a cartoon, like Spider Man had a cartoon, like all of that shit. Mm-hmm. So then now, boom, it's only now the kids. You know, the twenty yeah. year cycle is hit for them, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, you guys are grown. Let's make the movies." You already sold. Yeah. You're gonna be at Spider Man day one because you just you know what I'm saying like yeah. It, yeah man, it's crazy. So that's kind of how it is for you know for us and then them bringing back um, you know Power Rangers and yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. You know like they brought that back. It's like okay, you know everything they're trying to bring back oh, everything. Yeah. Man, Power Rangers has a fighting game. They brought like they is that had, right? yeah oh, they man. have a fucking three v three fighting game. That shit, Power Rangers and shit. It's like, yeah. You know, so yeah, it's just 20 years, man. Uh-huh. It's totally 20 years. I'm waiting to see fucking Tiny Toons pop back up. That's you right. Know that uh, shit, like, it I'll was like, because it was Looney Tunes and yeah, then Tiny the Toons. Tiny Toons. Yeah. You know, yeah, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how it goes. You know, or it just, they'll, they'll have, you know, and I can appreciate the thing, like, I do like about Japanese culture is like when they do it they'll have the series and then the, the person just has a kid and then like they just continue yeah. with, with the series and then that's the way that they're able to continue yeah, yeah. you know on with everything you know Dragon Ball yeah. Naruto mm-hmm. all of those things are like you know there's a dad and then you know like yeah. Dragon Ball you know I had to tell I, I told my homie back in the day like and fools you know I'm like Dragon Ball's not about Goku dude it's about Gohan like mm-hmm. like they're prepping you they've prepped us all early like this is the, and, and it's about Goku sure you know but Goku's a dad and that shit never stopped mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and then like it just keeps going um, same thing with Naruto boom he grew up Became Hokage, had a kid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now, like, that guy has a series, yeah. you know? And then the dudes, and, uh, are you in the manga? You mess no, with that? No, okay. Uh-uh. Yeah, man, because he, you because uh, the guy who made Naruto, he's uh, illustrating a new series called Samurai A, dude, and it's fucking sick, really? man. Yeah, dude, you like, I mean, like, it's about these samurais, and they got fucking, like, the samurais are cyborgs and shit, right? Uh-huh. And it's like their bodies like open up and like all of these pieces and there's the, the spine is like, uh, it's called a key and they have these fucking crazy swords and shit. Like uh-huh. dude, the dude, it, man, if you, like from an artist standpoint, uh-huh. super cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. Like, you know, because I'm looking like, okay, how's he going to do this? You know, like what's that? What's the art style look like? And I was thoroughly impressed with, you know, an artist who spent his career in one serialized series, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then starts in something else. Nice. And it still has that same look to it, right, yeah. but it's, um, 
it's just way cooler though. Uh, it looks it looks way cooler because of the the I would say the universe mm-hmm. that it's in. Um, and plus, uh, samurais are just tight, and yeah. mechs are tight. Oh, yeah. Cyborgs and samurai, like oh, yeah. cyborg samurai. Oh on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I could get with that. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I I grew up with you know watching uh, black belt theater. Mm, okay. All the kung fu movies. Talk about some of your favorites. Oh man, like uh, even Jackie Chan. I'm a young Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, oh man, drunken monkey. I mean the whole. The whole gamut, man. Like I, I would watch it religiously every day at Grandma's house after Sunday school. You know, it would be like it was right in front of the TV, man. They would just show episodes back to back. Yeah, awesome. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got the Amazon Prime. Uh, <laughs> Shaw, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Get on there, man. Yeah. Shaw yeah. Brothers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Shaw check Brothers, man. Yeah. yeah. All of the movies are on there, dude. Yeah. I was on that. I didn't. I hadn't got it yet, but I, I opened up Instagram, and then Gray Granite he had a thing on there on his story, and it was like the 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 vid, you know, like he he had it on his phone, and he just scrolled through, and it was like everything, like just so oh, many movies. Nice. I said, okay, I have to look into this. Yeah. You know, I definitely have to yeah. look into this because it's all yeah. of the classic. And plus, there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen, you know, and then revisiting old yeah, movies yeah. too. Because now that I'm at this level in art, it's like, hmm, what can I pull from that stuff? You know, mm-hmm. like that would be pretty cool. That would be really, really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself, um, hold on, so here, really quick, you talk about the brain, really quick, you talk about what inspired you. Uh, yeah, just uh, the, I think it was a topic that was given to me on uh, analytics and, uh, the creative side of process. Mm. And so it was, I think it was, I think I did that illustration for a blog. Mm. So um, that said, it was just breaking down like, you know, the logistics, art, you know, the right side and the left brain, Mm -hmm. right and left brain uh, functions. yeah, that was basically, it was, I was given a topic for a blog and I did that uh, illustration. So, how did, now that you're, you know, um, well, let's, let's kind of go back, because I'm curious, as you got older, you know, your parents put you in classes when they were young, like, at what point, like, what was the point when did you hit when they were like, dang, we really like when they said like, wow, we're, you know, like here's our seal of approval. We did a good job or what, what was the thing that, you know, what was that, that point? Uh, that they were. Cause I'm curious, like, was there ever a moment where it was like, like where they were like, whoa, like out of like, you find like, or was it one of those things where you always were just a prodigy and doing cool art? Uh, um, I think they always inspired me to mm-hmm. do what I like. They okay. Were really supportive. Um, they never, um, you know, I, you know, it's pretty, pretty tough dis- discussion that a child would have with their parents to say, I want to become an artist, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and so they were really supportive in anything I did creatively. Okay. Uh, you know, I was really 
blessed that way. I cool. mean, uh, you know, even as a kid growing up at home with the drum set, I couldn't, I couldn't think of one day where they asked me to just put the drumsticks down. You know? mm. And learning the drums is one thing, and being able to play the drums is another. You know, mm-hmm. just sit there and have someone try and figure out a fill over and over and over and or or, you know just lot you know playing in the pocket and just playing one groove for like three hours and then you know they were they're really supportive that's cool Uh, yeah yeah wow that's that's cool that is cool you know and i ask that because for me you know i grew up doing graffiti so my parents were always like don't do this don't do this don't do this like you're wasting your time and when they, for, I remember there was a time uh, a friend and I, we went out and we started getting legal walls and we got this hardware store that was like in the middle of the hood and it was a place where everybody knew where it was. My parents, it kind of grew up around there. And we did the wall. It was uh, myself and two friends and my father had saw it. He was like, wow. Like at that, he was like, he's like, all right, son, like I got to give it to you. Nice. So that, at that moment, because it was a full on production, we had like, you know, graffiti pieces, but we had characters and do in between like it was a hardware store so like there was a guy measuring with like a tape measure and then there was a guy like uh in mine with like a magnifying glass like blowing up you know the center of like my my piece or whatever um and you know so at that moment he was like wow son like you you know like okay it's not just bullshit it's actually art you know like i I, I, I have to give you some credit that's that's really cool yeah 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 yeah. but i mean since then it's like they they recognize and they support me and and they yeah so but it's because i'm doing this kind of art you know it's a little growing up doing illegal stuff there's like to be a good parent you couldn't really support that yeah. you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like you know so yeah. yeah they were telling me like that but yeah i mean and i appreciate it you know it taught me that if you really want something you have to go for it no matter yeah. what you know so there's there's that but that's why i'm always curious as to how artists yeah. and their relationship was you know with their parents was it like a aha moment or was it a consistent support moment but it seems like for you it was like the whole way hey we got your back yeah. hey all right that shit's tight where you need okay all right we got you because you weren't really breaking any laws yeah so <laughs> yeah yeah. You know, yeah yeah and i yeah, oh man. god i got into yeah, trouble in my youth yeah yeah for have sure. my parents probably get to a point where like you could do whatever you want and just be supportive yeah for I, sure i think the first time i brought like a poster i designed professionally in my industry um they entered it into the addies it took like a best of show i mm. got it home and i'm like hey mom look at this uh look at this poster uh-huh. i won an award because wow. they wouldn't know what the addies were and uh-huh. i was like this is a winner at a contest this is how I explained it to her because uh. you know they're they're pretty much foreigners and so um, I ended up giving her the artwork and I I left and one day I came over and uh, she had the garage door open and I noticed that my mom was in the garage and she was sweeping up the garage floor and using my poster as like a like a oh shit <laughs> like she has no clue you know wow. she's picking up you know, dust and trash uh-huh. off of the garage door floor with my poster that I designed. So I thought it was kind of 
kind of cool that you know it has, mm-hmm. like, it has multi-purpose. That's nuts, yeah. man. That but they were very nice. supportive, you know. Like yeah, it wouldn't matter if I wanted yeah, to sure. play sports or do arts or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was like when it came to school or education or sports, they always like try to help me. That's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. Man. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. That's a great story. I like that. I just picture sweet peasing as a dustpan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. shout out to moms. Yeah, for man. sure. Oh, yeah. man. We love our moms, man. Man, man. There's nothing like mom. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's good stuff. Yeah. You know, Um. so if you were, because you. You have a lot of uh, of things going on, so it, we're, we're working on Instagram. We're putting all of that stuff, you know, in the bio, and and Vic is in the process of getting. He got it set up, I did, right? Man. So I do, you, do you? Okay, he's official. And see, the 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 thing about it is when we were talking, I um I said, D- "Do you have an Instagram?" And he said, "No." And he was like, I should probably set one up, huh? Right? <laughs> so he set one up. But the thing the thing about it is I think that it's one thing to not have an Instagram and not be working. It's another thing to have it to not have an Instagram and be working. So like if you're working and you got like a crazy portfolio, not having an Instagram, once you set it up, you can just like flood all of that stuff in. It's not like you're not painting and drawing and then you don't have anything to put in there yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's like the cool part because like the hidden killers yeah. you know like hey just because i'm a great artist doesn't mean i need to be on instagram or just because like so and that's why i also appreciate it is i'm focused on the art you yeah, know yeah. and my day-to-day yeah. and fulfilling myself as yeah. opposed to you know that mm-hmm. particular part of it so um you know, it's cool because as artists nowadays, there's this there's this thing with the internet where it can be good or bad. But seeing you like not even engage in that, and and see like the level of work and the quality, there's definitely I see okay, here's the power in not even engaging. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, again, it's something I do for myself and. Mm-hmm. It's been a pleasure being able to share it with people, getting feedback, hearing what, you know, their input, what things mean to them. And it's just been, Mm -hmm. it's been great. So a lot of people have been asking about Instagram, you know, do you have Instagram? And I get it every time, every art hop. So I figured I'll just, you know, um, join and uh, post some stuff on there. Mm -hmm. Um, when I figure out how to use it. <laughs> okay, okay. But you guys can follow him because he does have one. Yeah. Um, and we're going to post it in the description yeah. for you guys. But can you let him know just do off the top? Yeah. Um, it, it would. I. It's my name, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Vikan Masayan at Instagram or Instagram at. I don't that's know just it. No, that's it. Just it's just Vikan Masayan. Yeah, 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 yeah right. man. You can cut, you can edit that. It's Vika yeah. Masaya. Yeah, we not editing. We all we were on and cut. Right, we yeah, in here. That's it. Yeah, if I'm not no editing, editing the, the Iron Lack story, I'm definitely yeah. yeah. No, it's beautiful. So if if 
you were to give any words of wisdom to anybody like the coming into the art game what are like some of the things you would say to do or to not do to avoid or to like pursue oh man um Um, I mean, it's going to be very cliche, just doing what you love, uh, um, steal from people, you know, I'm a little thief, I run around, steal <laughs> stuff from people all the time, uh, concepts from the podcast, I always, you know, find inspiration everywhere, mm -hmm. sometimes I chase it, uh, you know, just keep doing what you love. And, um, you know, if it's money that you're following, then that'll follow you. Uh, you know, I've made a living as an artist for 25 years. Um, uh, just do what you're passionate about, you know, whatever it is. And uh, you won't have to work a day in your life. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, man. Do you have any shout outs you want to give? Oh, God. Uh, shout outs. Let me see. Um, yeah, to everyone I work with on a day to day. Shout out to uh, everyone here in Broadway. Mm. Um, shout out to mom and dad. Shout out to. My beautiful wife, Laurel. Uh, shout out to James. He's pulling this off. It's really cool listening to everybody and uh, hanging out. It's really cool what he's doing. And I, you know, you, you guys don't have, you just, this is just audio, but the man's walking around just popping off questions. He doesn't have like a cheat sheet, you know? He's good. He's doing this uh, for the community. It's, it's, it's really a, it's really cool to see you doing this. I'm glad you made me a part of it. Um, and uh, shout out to Instagram. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I love it, man. Yeah. It's real. And, you know, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story with us, having us in your studio, you know, because this has definitely been a, a great experience. And the first time we met, I asked you to come in your studio and you told me no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I was like behind locked doors because everything I've done, uh, at least on canvas, has been here. And I felt like I, I just wanted to do a body of work. Mm -hmm. Didn't want uh, any influence. I I had my door open a couple times while I'm working. And mm -hmm. I had another artist come in here telling me, hey, man, you've got this lit wrong. Uh, you know. And I, yeah, that guy I mean, sucks. I know no one wants to hear that. I know, I know how to light Da Vinci style. I've taken cinematography, videography. I mean, I know the lighting, but I feel like I'm, you know, this piece I was working on, I wanted to take a candlelight approach to. And, you know, I just, sometimes when I'm doing my thing, I like to have it. It's rare that I have my doors open while I'm working. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I, need to, I need to be better about that. I need to reach out to other people and... Um, while we're on our break, James and I were talking about uh, plain air painting. He's going to take me out mm -hmm. once the weather's better. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, come on by Broadway Studios. Yeah. 23. 
check out everyone else too. There's some really cool stuff happening here. Uh, it's just been kind of cool, man. I'm, I'm yeah, really appreciative man. that you had me on. Thank you for doing this. Uh -huh. You're doing a great job. It's awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you coming out, man. And you know, uh, everybody, we're going to wrap this episode up we thank you guys for tuning in you could be anywhere on the internet but you're here with us and we appreciate that once again this is your homie the host with the most james drills with the art and bs podcast over and out peace